0: you would go ahead and open up your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 4, 2 Timothy chapter 4. I want to say that I appreciate all the, the uh, things I've gone on this morning with the good song leading and prayers and uh, scripture reading. It is a wonderful day uh, to be able to, to praise God and to serve Him and to uh, sing songs of praise to His name and I'm, I'm thankful for that. Thankful. Um, we, we. This is an unusual situation. I don't know if you realize this, uh, but we have so many good song leaders in one congregation, and that just is unheard of. Um, I mean, I, I've never seen it quite like this. I've I've gone to congregations where we've had like two or three that were that were really good song leaders, and then that was it. And I've gone to congregations where we didn't have a single person that really could do it effectively, and 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 so. Um, uh, I'm, I'm thankful for the ones that we have that, that help us uh, in uh, uh, following along uh, the, with these songs, and so I'm thankful for that. And I hope that you're uh, ready to, to look at a passage of Scripture with me this morning. We're going to do things slightly differently than what we've, we've done in, in the past several weeks, but I want to look at something purely from an expository point of view. And uh, we're going to start in 2 second, uh, second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. It says, I charge thee in the sight of God and of Christ Jesus, who shall judge the living and the dead, and by His appearing in His kingdom. Preach the word. Be urgent in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure the sound doctrine, but having itching ears, will heap to themselves teachers after their own lusts, and will turn away their ears from the truth, and turn aside unto fable. So, verse 1. I charge thee in the sight of God, and of Christ Jesus, who shall judge the living and the dead, and by His appearing and His judgment. So, this charge is given... To none other than Timothy. And who is Timothy? Timothy is a preacher. Now, yes, Timothy is a preacher, but does that mean that this passage is only for preachers? Absolutely not. No, this is for everybody, because see, every Christian is to teach. And we know that from Matthew 28, 18 through 20, specifically verse 20. So, this passage is specifically... Yes, for Timothy, but it is handed down to us as well. It applies to us also. But the charge is given to him that he is to do some certain things here, and they follow in verse 2. It says, Preach the word, be urgent in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. So, preach the word you know we, we often say the word preach but what does that mean what does it mean to preach well it it means to proclaim it means to sound out a herald and that is actually specifically what it talks about uh, in various greek lexicons about the word preach means to herald and they give oftentimes the example of a herald for a community back in old times. What did the herald do? He would come out and he would tell everybody. He would give them the news. Now, obviously, that's not exactly the same thing that we do today. We don't do it in the same manner, but the same process applies. We are to go out and to proclaim. And what, what is it that we are to proclaim? Now, see, this is where a lot of people get this wrong. See we are to preach, but what are we to preach? Preach the word. We have to preach the word. Now what word are we talking about? Now now if you look at this passage, some, somebody might try to take this out of context, but you, you just really you just can't. Because what word are we talking about? We're talking about God's word. We're talking about the Bible. Preach the word. Now, as a Christian, we are to proclaim God's Word, and we're to do it often, Matthew 10, 32, and 33, do it every day of our life, if we have the opportunity, we do it. So we are to preach the Word. And now that's, like I said, that's where people sometimes get it wrong, because sometimes you'll get people that'll get up and they'll preach, and they'll preach, and they'll preach, and they'll preach, and they won't ever bring up a passage of scripture but that is not preaching the word preaching man's wisdom maybe preaching the word means actually talking about the word of God preach the word be urgent be urgent now you, I think the King James Version says be instant, right? Be instant. Be urgent. You know, what was interesting to me about this word is that when I looked it up and I was, I was studying this, and it, it means to stand upon. And so what are we to do? We're, we're to stand upon the Word of God. And I actually believe that that would be a more accurate translation here. Stand upon the Word. What, what, why? Why? Why is it important to stand upon the word now now we could go, we can make all sorts of applications, but specifically for this passage, it says what? It says, "Be urgent, stand upon, in season and out of season." Now, to fully grasp this concept, we have to figure out everything that's mean. Now now we we have this in season and out of season, and we have oftentimes said, what? you know?" You, you preach the word and you do it whether it's popular or not. Or you're, you're ready to preach the word no matter what, what time of year it is or whatever. You're always ready. But when we look at this, it, it gets a little more specific than that. Being urgent in season. In season. This means literally favorable in season means favorable and all uh, and, and now I'll, I'll teach you a little something here if you don't already know this in the Greek when you put an A in front of a word it negates it it makes it negative and so you have basically the same word here and you put an A in front of the, the word the next word and it's it's when it's favorable and when it's not favorable now what does that mean then brethren you preach the word when people like it and when people don't like it you preach the word now that is not always what we have been told to do uh, from various religious groups right oh you know if you say this then you're going to hurt someone's feelings you know that you know, we've talked about this this before. You know, uh, there, there are several things that if we preach them, they are going to hurt people's feelings. And you know what? I'm sure you have, just as well as I have, had my feelings hurt by a sermon. Now, the question that we have to ask ourselves is this. Did I deserve that? If I was doing something wrong... And my feelings were hurt by a sermon. I desperately needed that sermon. But if I am just hurt because the preacher said something that I I didn't agree with, that's not the same thing. That's where, where this idea comes in of in season and out of season. When something is favorable, when something is not favorable, it doesn't matter what it is. Preach the word. I know that you've you've heard uh, thoughts like this, but there's a, a preacher and he was he was preaching uh, for a congregation and and he got up one day and he was preaching on sin and and the congregation was just like oh man you know this is this is hard stuff this is hard and they he of course the next time he gets up to preach he preaches on sin again and these these brethren they're just like man you know what. This guy, he just keeps stepping on our toes. And he just keeps stepping on our toes. And so someone finally goes up to the preacher and says, Can you preach about something different? Can't you do something different? And and uh, the preacher just kind of, you know, tongue-in-cheek says, Well, what do you want me to preach? And he says, well, Why don't you preach witchcraft? None of us do that. You know, that's what some people want. They, 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 this one, it's... We have to preach the Word whether or not people are actually going to like it. And yes, that is hard. And those of you that have taught and have had to teach hard things know exactly what I mean. We need to be standing upon the Word of God no matter if it is favorable or unfavorable. That's the thought stand upon the Word of God all the time you think about that in our current society and that is a very big issue for us brethren because right now we're being bombarded with all sorts of well crazy ideas I'll just throw it out like that you know uh, well we need to we need to be... You know, uh, respectful of people who are transgendered. Yeah, you're right, but that doesn't mean that they have to use the bathroom with, with my family. You know, there's a there's difference there. You know, the, the, the whole idea of, of I'm going to be offended for somebody else in our society. Come on, let's grow up. You know, there are a lot of things about Christianity that are not favorable right now. But does that mean that we quit preaching the word? Absolutely not. Our charge is to preach it no matter if it is favorable or if it's unfavorable. Preach the word. Be urgent in season, out of season. Reprove. What does it mean to reprove? Well, you know, we, we look at this and... If you, if you look at the word itself in the English, and you go, oh, well, well, it means to prove again, right? Reprove, it means to prove again. Well, that's not what the idea that we we're getting from Scripture, is it? Because it means to expose. It means to convict. Uh, it actually even means, get this, to reprimand. You know, uh, you've you've heard of preachers getting up and and you know I'll let me preface it by this, brethren. I believe that you can do things in a nice way. And I've had to tell people very hard things, but I tell them in the nicest way possible. But it's still hard, you know. Huh? You've you've got to tell it. So. When we're talking about reprimanding, you know, how are we going to do that? Now, I'm going to use this example. We have children, those of us who have had children. When you're reprimanding a children, there are two ways of doing that. One way is self-serving. And the other way is serving a child. Now, it's all based on Attitude. Because either way, you could spank a child, and it could be one of those two things. You know, if if you want to spank a child, that is self serving. If you need to spank a child, that is serving them. You know, if they have done something that is wrong and, and they need some reprimanding, then yes, you need to give it to them. But you need to make sure that you have the right attitude. So yeah there's there's a there's a way of reprimanding that is good and it is and it is right and then there's another way of reprimanding that is self-seeking self-serving and we need to make sure that we're doing everything we can to serve others so we are yes to reprove to to reprimand to convict to expose but we are to rebuke and, and I I know I know that when you're looking at this passage, you go, well, isn't that kind of the same thing? It's kind of the same thing. You know, these are pretty close together, right? Well, actually, rebuke means to sternly warn or to sternly tell somebody something. You know, so so there's a difference between, you know, hey, guys, you might want to change the way that you're doing things and... Look, if you don't change, you are going to hell. And I don't want that. You know, one comes off a little more forcefully. You know, the other one is a little timid. And you could even go a little more stern than that if you wanted to. But the idea is, is what? That there is some sternness to the Word of God. There is a way that is right and will not be wrong. And that is by following the Word of God. So... We need to reprove, we need to reprimand, and we need to rebuke and we need to we need to be stern and a part of that you know I'm looking at this passage part of that means that I'm not going to back down you know when something's wrong, it's wrong now we may understand, and this is one of those things i it, it, there are a lot of liberals out there that, that want to go well, well the, the person's motives is really what what matters. No that's not really the case, brethren. things are wrong. It's wrong to steal. It's just wrong. well but but the person was starving. It's still wrong to steal. Well, the person didn't have money. It's still wrong to steal. You know, oh, they're gonna go feed their family. It is still wrong to steal. They're gonna save the world. It is still wrong to steal. That is that is it. There are things that are just wrong. And people need to know that. Now, We may understand where they're coming from. And we go, oh, I'm so sorry. But you know you shouldn't have done that. That is a part of a stern warning. Look, hey, you just shouldn't have done it. That was just wrong. So, reprove, rebuke, and exhort. What does it mean to exhort? Well, the, the word here is the same one that we see over in John chapter 14. And that is that there is a comforter. That's uh, the word Heraclete. Herakletos. And it's, it means to comfort, to comfort, to encourage. You know, uh, wh- look at this. There is a job to be done. You have to preach the word. And when you're preaching the word, you're going to do three things you are going to reprimand, you are going to uh, sternly warn somebody, and you are at the same time going to encourage somebody. And really, when you think about it, it's all a part of the individual, the way they take it. It's not about the way it's given. Because an open and honest heart will take it for what it's worth. So we're to do these three things. It says, with all long-suffering and teaching. Now, uh, uh, the word here uh, is closely associated with, with patience. Uh, But patience and and long-suffering aren't exactly the same thing. Uh, Patience is is endurance, but it's because of long-suffering that you get patience. So we are to do this through all the hard times, and we're going to suffer long for that, We'll do this with all long suffering and what? And teaching. Teaching. Now some of the some of the translations out there will say doctrine, and that's fine. That's what it means. Doctrine means teaching. It means instruction. And so that is what the person a person's supposed to get from this. That you are supposed to do this with all long suffering and doctrine. Back up everything you say. Now, I want to make this point very clear. Because I, I remember one time, uh, Autumn and I had, had uh, not been married very long. And I was working with a congregation. Uh, and uh, this congregation, they had uh, this youth event that was we went to every year. And so I, I went... And we, we all went, and um, they had some pictures that they put up. And uh, one of the lessons, that the teacher actually got up and started showing these pictures that were of immodestly dressed women. And uh, the point doesn't matter why he was doing that, but he was trying to make a point. And then later on, he then got up, and he had nothing to do with his lesson, He got up and he said, you know, I don't know, this question I get all the time of, you know, how far is too far, which meant, you know, what? You know, how far can I go physically, sexually, with the opposite sex, outside of marriage, before it's wrong? So he was going to answer this question. He gets up and he answers this question like this. He said, and I quote, you can. He said well, he said, I, I like what my grandfather's answer was. He says, You can suck all over a girl's face if you want to, and you can suck all over her toes if you want to, but you can't touch from the neck to the knees. Now, he told this to I'm guessing twelve to eighteen year old boys and girls now I see some head shaking you're with me on this I had enough <laughs> we got those kids and we brought them out and so there were was an elder, uh, two elders there from another congregation they, they came and they met with me uh, realizing that we were upset and I'm, I'm trying to show look this is this, this kind of behavior this is wrong this is not something we should be teaching this is this is absolutely false and uh... this this elder in all of his wisdom said is there anything doctrinally wrong with what he said and at this point i realized okay i should stop arguing right now because evidently this guy has no idea what he's talking about he has no idea that the word doctrine actually just means teaching what he's thinking is: Is there anything doctrinally wrong? Did we say that you don't meet on Sunday? Did we say that we can't use music, or that we can use musical instruments of worship? Is that what we're talking about? No, 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 no. That is not the point. Teaching, that is doctrine. You know, so we get up and we teach. We're teaching doctrine. We're, we're, that is, it's just everything that we teach is doctrine. And so it's either right or it is false. And so, I, at that point, I just said, "You know what, guys? Just we're not even on the same level. We're not we're not on the same page. You know, this conversation is over. We need to understand that doctrine does not mean a tradition. Doctrine does not mean just a form of practice. But doctrine is right or wrong." And it is general teaching. Verse 3. For the time will come when they will not endure the sound doctrine, but having itching ears will heap themselves teachers after their own lusts. Now that's exactly what happens. Exactly what happens. You, You look at any congregation, and that is what happens if they go astray. You know, oh, hey, you know, I, I debated on mentioning this, but I, I'm going to go ahead and go go for it here. But uh, last night, uh, we were visiting with some brethren, and and uh, a conversation came up, and they mentioned that at a congregation where they were, not this one, by the way, a congregation where they were, they were looking for a new preacher. And it was basically down to two guys. And one guy uh, was, was you know, just, I guess, just seemed like a typical preacher, you know, uh, very sound seemingly. And then the other guy uh, was kind of theatrical. And he ended up pulling people from, from the audience and, you know, from the congregation there up with them for something. I don't know all the ins and outs of that. But... One of the things that was very well known to the elders at the time was that this theatrical man was addicted to pornography. So he is being considered as a preacher for their congregation. And my thought with this, and I don't know what the idea completely is, but my thought is this. I don't know exactly what they were thinking, but my indication here is, uh, you know, okay, 80% of, of men, Now, nah, this is a true statement, 80% of men look at pornography. That being the case, maybe these elders did, I don't know. And furthermore, they said, hey, if he does it, he's not going to be preaching against it. You know? That's what happens, brethren. When people ignore sound doctrine, they're going to find themselves a teacher. They are going to find somebody that fits their desires. You know what? And they're going to love it. For the time will come when they will not endure the sound doctrine, but having itching ears will heap up themselves teachers after their own lusts that's just what the scripture says that's, that's it right there brethren and will turn away their ears from the truth and turn aside unto fables it's no longer about the truth anymore it then becomes about man's wisdom it's about that it's not about God It's not about serving God. It's about serving self. Brethren, this is a charge for us as well. We need to preach the word, and we need to stand upon that word, whether it's favorable or not. We need to stand firm. Maybe it is that there's someone here this morning that needs to respond to the invitation. Maybe you've not yet uh, become a child of God and you'd like to do that this morning. We'd be glad for you to do that. Maybe it is that you need to repent of some sin. Whatever the case, if there's anybody that needs to respond to the invitation, please come as we stand as we sing.